0: Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg and I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I love the community birth stories. So that's what we have today. We have one of our community members sharing her birth stories. So we have Anna Greenberg. Not only is she a member of our community having gone through her pregnancy with us, but she also did our teacher training back in 2020. But let me tell you a little bit about Anna. So she has been teaching yoga and meditation in New York City for the past 12 years and pre and postnatal for the past few. And as I mentioned, she completed her prenatal yoga teacher training in the fall of 2020 and is a staple in the yoga teaching team at Peloton for the past four years. I... I will admit that she's one of the few teachers I will take (laughs) that I love. I'm very picky about who I take and she absolutely is up there. She offers wonderful information and I just love taking her class. Now, before she even had her baby while she was pregnant with us, I had talked about would she come on to the podcast and share her birth story afterwards? And she said, absolutely. And Anna shares a lot about the struggles she had at the end of her pregnancy, the struggles she had during her birth and her postpartum. So she so bravely shares her experience and was really beautiful. And the reason that she wanted to share this, and I totally agree, is that you can see the support she had, how she processed the experience and how she's really doing well now. And every time I connect with her, there is just joy in her voice and It's just really exciting to see how someone can come out on the other side. And she really has a lot to share and that things that she learned from her own struggles. So I hope that if this sits well with you, um, again, there are some ups and downs in her story that you can take away some of the strength that Anna displays. Now, before we get to Anna's powerful story, I just want to remind you of some things that are happening at our studio. So we're deep into our teacher training. We are starting the November and December teacher training, and it's online. Then we also have our January and February online. And then we're back in person. We have one in person in New York City, March and April, and then we're actually going to be at Kaya Yoga in Connecticut for, I think it's April and May. And then we have our postnatal teacher training at the end of May. So lots of opportunities for those that are yoga teachers. And those that maybe are yoga teachers and students, we have online classes every day and we have in studio classes i think at this point it's 5 maybe oh six days a week, six days a week in person at our Upper West Side studio. So you can check all that out. And then if you're bopping around our website, prenatalyogacenter.com, go ahead and grab your free downloadable of five simple solutions to the most common pregnancy pains. It's just like a little cheat sheet for the days that you can't make class, but you still have some of your aches and pains. And then the last thing that I want to ask, and this is a favor of our listeners, Go ahead and press pause. And when you do so, jump over to wherever you're listening to this from, either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a rating interview. It helps people find us. And I'm hoping that what we're offering on the podcast you find valuable and that you believe others in the perinatal world will find valuable as well. Okay. We're going to take a super quick break. When we come back, please enjoy Anna's story.
1: Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm great. How are you? So happy to be here.
0: Thank you. I'm so looking forward to talking to you because not only did I get to know you during the teacher training and then have you in the, in our classes during your pregnancy, I'm just so yes. excited to hear your story. I feel like I've seen this trajectory of, <laughs> of, of the last couple of years. It's time coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. So community, I'm always about being upfront Anna has baby Noah on her lap. So there's a very strong chance (laughs) that you are going to hear him because he is, what, three months? Is he three months at this point?
1: He is 10 weeks yesterday. Okay. So not quite three months.
0: All right. But babies make noises. And so <laughs> you might hear that
1: right now. So he's quiet, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> and
0: I just put my phone on silent because my son keeps trying to reach out to me from school, which he shouldn't be doing. So that's a whole nother conversation. All right. So we're here to hear Anna's birth story. But before that, I just would love for you to share a little bit about yourself and as well, a little bit into the world of yoga. What led you to teaching yoga and your interest in prenatal yoga? And I promise listeners, this is really going to be. Anna's birth story, but I'm just curious about this
1: myself. (laughs) Um, well, I mean, this could be a long story, but I'll keep it short. So, uh, my mom did yoga always since before I was born. So it was always around. Um, she introduced me to it and, uh, I started my own practice really, um, in earnest, uh, when I was struggling with depression in my early, very early twenties. And it was like, um, it was just like, the right, the right moment, the right teacher, the right class, and I just felt like, like a light bulb went off, and I was like, "This is where I need to be." And soon after that, I felt like I, I really felt called to to teach as well and to share the practice with other people. Um, so I've been teaching in New York City and Brooklyn for the past twelve or so years, um, and at Peloton for the past about four years, and uh, and I've always been. Really interested in uh, pregnancy, birth, uh, parenthood. I just feel like it's such a, it's such a, an incredible, powerful, like magical space. Um, so I've always felt really drawn to learning about it and to teaching prenatal. It's something I've always wanted to do. Um, and I was so fortunate to take your teacher training, which was just absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, it's so much more than just teaching prenatal yoga and like modifications and things like that. But I felt like I got a really great birth education, um, which, you know, I really wanted to do because I was secretly planning on trying to get <laughs> pregnant <laughs> in the next few years. So I was like, I really want to get this under my belt and, you know, be prepared to both have that knowledge for myself and also share it with my students. Um, cause I knew I wanted to, to kind of have that experience with them.
0: That's amazing. So I'm curious when you started, when you were doing yoga and you got into the birth world, did you ever consider anything besides prenatal, like mm, maybe I'll be a doula or a childbirth educator or, or is it always kind of like, I want to bridge the two worlds that you're interested with prenatal yoga?
1: So far, just bridging the two worlds. I will say I, I have such a massive respect for doulas. I, at this point in my life, I just don't, Think I could handle that schedule.
0: I totally understand. <laughs> I mean, I will be totally honest. Like once I had kids, I had to dramatically pull back mm-hmm. and now I don't do births at all because it's, yeah. a, it's juggling as you know, and we'll talk about your birth. Like the duel is there. Like they're, oh, they're not really, you know, so intense. Yeah. And it, they
1: like, I was like, wow, you can actually almost never make a plan for sure. That is <laughs> true. That <laughs> Unless, is true. Like I'm not working right now. Um, but. Yeah. It's difficult. So, all right, let's
0: jump into pregnancy and birth. So tell me a little bit about your pregnancy experience.
1: Well, uh, you know, it was, I, I had, I think a, a pretty, a pretty good experience. Um, first trimester really, I didn't have too many symptoms. Like, I feel like I had a low-grade nausea, like, almost the whole time, but it wasn't that bad. Um, I was able to keep moving, and I felt pretty good. Um, You know, there were definitely nerves, uh, but I was happy and excited, and uh, it felt really pretty good. And I felt um I was able to share with Peloton really early. Um I had, like, trusted confidants there, and I just wanted them to know because I wanted... I wanted to feel supported if, you know, if I didn't feel good or if I felt like, you know, I couldn't teach. So I felt like I had a really good support system, which is I'm so grateful for that made my first trimester feel pretty good. Mm. Um, second trimester also physically felt good. I, a few things came up like I had um, a marginal cord insertion. And a low lying placenta, which, you know, on the other side, now I'm like, it was really no big deal. But in the moment, that really threw me for a loop hearing the first, you know, having that first appointment where everything wasn't totally normal. Um, So that was a little nerve wracking. Um, Although, you know, in the end, it just, I just had like a whole bunch of extra ultrasounds and it was really nice to see the baby so much. and then third trimester it was tough. It was a really tough. Uh, not I would say, like, um, oh. the last two months or so of the pregnancy, you know, it was, uh, we were in the middle of that intense heat wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was struggling physically. And uh, I had, like, I just was having a lot of difficulty with my lower body. Um, like I was having restless legs at night, so it was hard to sleep. Um, and I had some weird nervy heel pain that made downward facing dog nearly impossible. And I was like, wait, this is what is happening. Like, I, this is my job. Like, how am I going to continue? Um, but you know, we modified and made it through. Uh, and then at exactly 37 weeks, I had um, I had a troubling ultrasound where my fluid was really low. I had just been like pounding the pavement in this like like 95 degree heat, like not drinking enough, um, and also they said he was growth restricted. So in that appointment, they said we might need to have the baby next week, and I was like, whoa! Uh, I was really shocking. Um, so. I immediately stopped working and, like, just focused on replenishing myself and resting. uh, And all my subsequent ultrasounds were good. Um, Like, the fluid went back up. He was growing, but they still said he was growth restricted because of his abdominal measurement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And what was really difficult about that was that they still, they wanted me to get induced. And I really didn't want that. So I felt really stressed out about it. Um and I was with uh, this wonderful midwifery practice Ula and uh they were so they were so great. They were so um really like respectful of my feelings and wishes um and I was really hoping that because you know the, the ultrasounds really looked good that they would say, "Oh yeah, you don't need to be induced." But that wasn't the case. <laughs> Um they said because of the growth restricted uh, you know, diagnosis that even even though, you know, chances are that I'm just a small person who made a small baby, that it really is safest to go ahead and do the induction. Like they they let me go to my due date and they said we really advise not going too far past this. Um and that was just a real struggle for me. I so desperately did not want to get induced. Um, you know, I had in my mind that it was going to be like a series of tortures. And I just was so, I was so conflicted because I felt like the baby was okay. I was okay. But then I also was like, but can I risk this? Like everyone's telling me it's best to go ahead. And um, that was a huge struggle. Uh, I was just really, really, I was conflicted and scared and like, I did acupuncture and got membrane sweeps and was drinking jugs and gallons of red raspberry <laughs> leaf tea and uh, using primrose oil. Uh, and I just, just felt like he wasn't ready to come. All
0: right. Let's take a quick breath and a quick break so that we come back. I can just give you the, the microphone forever and ever as you share your story. You're going to be right back We are back. Okay. So the floor is yours. I will just be listening in awe <laughs> of your experience.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So we went in um, to be induced on, on Saturday, the next day. Uh, and I had really, um, you know, I was nervous about the induction, but I had really made peace with the fact that I wanted to meet my baby and I, this was the right thing to do and, uh, that it would be okay. Like I, I trusted the team to, to make it as, as good as possible. And, you know, I got all the things I didn't want. (laughs) I wanted to try for a natural unmedicated birth. Uh, I wanted it all to unfold beautifully and physiologically. I wanted my baby and, myself to be communicating and to just feel like we were, you know, dancing together and like, just have this, I was hoping for that kind of experience. And, um, and it's tough because I really, um, and I've shifted my perspective a little bit since, since then, but initially I did kind of feel like, like the birth happened to me and I didn't really get to do it. Um, because it, you know, I did get all of the. They did um, the Foley bulb and pitocin. I got pitocin all the way up as high as they could go, and then we had to stop and do it all over again because nothing was happening. Uh, it just was amazing. Like I just not, I wasn't dilating. It just wasn't progressing. Uh, once they broke. I could really tolerate it. And I was doing a lot. I was thinking of you because like, as soon as the contractions started, I was like, "Mm," "Like, I was just doing so much like vocalizing and (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about doing it, but it just happened. Uh, and I was like moving around as much as I could. Uh, you know, it, it was a bummer to be all hooked up. It's not what I wanted, but I was able to to do a lot of, uh, a lot of techniques and moving around and the, you know, breath work and vocalizing. And that was really helpful. Then after they broke my water, uh, then things got really, really real, <laughs> really fast. And, uh, and I had to get an epidural. It was just, the pain was, was intense and he was OP, sunny side up. So I was just having it, all the contractions just felt like really intense back pain, Um, so my doula came, Jess, who also, uh, teaches at prenatal yoga center. Uh, she came and, you know, I was thinking at that, I was like, you know, do I, does it even make sense that I have a doula now? Because I just got an epidural, like what, what is she going to do? But she was so helpful, um, she just knew like exactly where to put the pillows to, to help me out. She she like brought, you know, the right kind of straw to like help me sip my beverages when I was in a weird positions and the baby uh, straws. And, <laughs> they're really yeah, useful. The <laughs> she brought the right snacks. Like she just, you know, my husband was great, but she really knew she knew extra things. <laughs> and we were both really happy to have her. Uh it was just so nice to have that extra support person, even totally medicated. Um and, you know, it didn't, the epidural didn't fully, didn't fully work. I needed, I kept needing more and more. Um, I don't know why, if it was just me the or back labor, or, yeah, back labor. It was so intense. Um, but I was doing well, uh, and Noah was doing well the whole time. So they let me keep going and, uh, you know, they checked me a few times and it was just like, wow, I'm just not progressing. Like what is happening? Uh, So we took it to the limit. (laughs) We took it to 43 hours. Mm -hmm. And there was one point where I was sure it was happening. And then Sanjay, my midwife came and, and she said, Oh no, at that point. So they had, they had to switch over. I had Sanjay, one of the midwives for the first half. And then Dr. Rodas, who was actually the, the resident OB was there for the second half, which ended up being really nice because I had to have a C-section And she, and I knew her. And so it was really nice that someone I knew got to do that. Um, so anyway, she came in at that 43 hour mark and the whole thing was, you know, it was a lot, but, but it was calm and I was supported and nothing happened like in a way that was too fast or out of control. Like, uh, you know, we just took it moment by moment. And, um, And finally, it was like, you know, the conversation kept evolving and changing. And then by the end, when she checked me and I was still like, like almost, I was maybe two centimeters dilated. And we were like, okay, it's time. It's time to meet the baby. Uh, And I was, I felt, you know, I started out the the labor really not wanting a C-section. And by the end, I felt really, I had surrendered to it. And I was just wanting to meet the baby and uh I was really too tired at that point to to continue. Um so we we went in and honestly I was really scared. Uh I I really was mostly scared um just so scared about losing the baby. Uh and then I was also scared about dying to be honest. Uh so on the table I was I was pretty nervous. I was shaking. Um, Dr. Rodas was really nice and calming and and my part, my partner Will was there, which was great. But I was kind of like out of my mind at that point. Um I was had been on so much medication and I was so tired. And uh, I know they she asked me if I wanted to see him being born, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I cannot. Um but it's nice. It's it's nice that that can be an option. I was just like, I need you to get him out, have him be alive, and then make sure that I'm alive. Uh, so we did it, and uh, and I just remember um, my husband always uh, was throughout our whole, my whole pregnancy was always telling me that he was like such an ugly baby, and that to just be prepared that our baby was probably going to be <laughs> ugly. <laughs> And I remember when, you know, hearing, uh, hearing Noah cry for the first time, which was such a relief. And then w- my husband, Will was like, oh, he's cute.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> were expecting like a raisin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what he was expecting, but I was like, of course he's going to be cute. We'll love him. Like we won't even be able to tell, honestly, you know? <laughs> but it was funny. He was like, oh, he's cute. And, uh, and I was like, oh, thank God he's out. He's, and then, and then I was like, let's make sure that I'm alive now. Um, so, so, uh, you know, like I, they brought him over and I remember seeing him and being like, okay, that's great. He's alive. Um, but then I just was focusing on, I was like, you, you know, Will's got him, everyone's got him. He's okay. And now I just need to be alive. Uh, and, and I was, and then uh, they gave him to me to, you know, to hold and just to, to try to breastfeed uh, in the recovery room. And. I, I mean, that was, you know, I, the early moments are a little fuzzy, um, but I was just really relieved that that he was OK.
0: I know you had concern about your well-being and that of your baby. So how did that play into your anxiety heading into your birth?
1: Um, I really tried. uh, And my husband really tried to help me with that. Uh, So I would say, yes, there were large chunks of time where we were just doing our birth and we were focusing on that. Um, but it it definitely was also there in certain moments that it, it crept in, uh, and, and that was hard. I mean, there yeah. was one moment where, uh, they lost his heartbeat for a little bit and that just sent me over the edge. I mean, I was, and he was fine and everyone was like, he's fine. He's fine. Like this happens all the time. We're just, you know, it's just the we just got to adjust the the things but i mean i like, just could not handle it yeah uh and you know i also i really i entered into uh i entered into the birth experience with the mantra uh um my body knows how to give birth to my baby my baby knows how to be born to me and uh and then i kind of eventually ended up with just, I am here. This is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's something that I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but that's, it, a- that's just something that I, that I brought up in, in therapy. And my therapist was like, you know, it's, it seems like you feel a little bit like you or your baby kind of didn't, didn't know how. And you, and like, it's, it's difficult that, that you're like, well, I failed or we failed, but the truth is that your baby did know how to be born to you. uh, And he did exactly the right thing, um, which was that he didn't drop down because what we found out when we had the C-section was that he had the cord around his neck two times. So with every contraction, he was lifting up instead of dropping down. Hmm. And that actually was comforting because it, it kind of, You know, throughout the whole thing, I was also in the back of my mind. I was thinking, like, if I had just not been induced, like, would this have all happened? Like, is he just not ready to come? And that's why this is happening. But once we saw what was actually happening, I felt at peace with the fact that this is how he had to be born. Uh, And he wasn't going to drop down because if he had dropped down, he would have been in distress. So he was just hanging out up high. And he was like, you know, don't get me. Yeah, if you want to get, if you want me to come out, you're gonna have to come get me. I'm not gonna. I'm not coming down. Um, and so, it, in a way, it's like he did know. He did know how he needed to be born, and he was just holding steady up there. And and this is just how it had to be. And that's okay. And I feel, I really don't feel like I failed, and I don't feel like you he didn't.
0: Failed. You didn't.
1: Yeah. You yeah, it took a little processing to get there. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And you know, it might be interesting because I know the, the way you teach prenatal, you can't in- necessarily interact the way that we do. Um, mm-hmm. but you can always express it still in your classes that how our bodies and babies need to experience birth is not always how our mind yeah. uh, envisions it. And there's a lot of truth to that. You know, like he could not drop down and your body and your baby responded to that. But it can be so different than how we've envisioned it because our brains don't know that. (laughs) And and we create the story that we want. So I, I think that that can be a powerful tool for you as a teacher.
1: Definitely. I mean, this whole experience has given me a whole new, uh, a whole new perspective and just, you know, I initially was kind of upset and, and angry. Even I was like, why yeah. didn't all the things that I did work? Like, why didn't it all work? Um, but it just, it's not that it didn't work. It's just, this is just how it had to be. And yeah. I mean, I also spoke to, um, so at my six week uh, postnatal appointment, I, uh, I got to kind of debrief the whole birth with, with Dr. Rodas who delivered Noah. And um and it was so nice to talk to her because I had kind of gotten in my head like you know, I always had my husband and I had always wanted to have more than one child and after this experience initially I felt like I can't do this again. Like I don't trust my body, I don't trust pregnancy and birth. I was like if I do this again, it's going to go the same way and like it's just I can't do it. Um and I'm just signing myself up for like a bunch of injuries. And, and so I asked her like, you know, should I kind of assume that like, because it didn't work this time that I would that it wouldn't work again. And she said, absolutely not. I mean, you your like, you were totally ready to go. It's just that he had the cords around his neck. So he wasn't going to drop down. And it doesn't mean that you wouldn't be able to do it again. Like, of course we don't know what will happen, but, but, um, there's no reason to think that you know, you wouldn't be able to. Uh, And then also, you know, there were so many things I wanted, like delayed cord clamping and, you know, all all of this stuff that I felt like, oh, you know, it all went out the window. We didn't get any of that um, because I didn't get the birth that I wanted. And she said, no, we did do delayed cord clamping, you know, because it, you know, everything was fine and we do that. And we, you know, we tried to make it as much like a vaginal delivery as possible for Noah and for you, you know, we went slowly, we did the head first and then you know, we, we delayed and, and I was like, Oh, that's so great. Like, it just felt, you know, it felt really empowering. Uh, it felt more like I was taking, like I actually did have more agency over the experience than I had realized, Mm -hmm. um, which really was all up to choosing my support team because I, I had chosen this team of people who I knew were aligned with what I wanted who really respected what I wanted. And, even when I was completely out of my mind and like didn't know what was going on, they still did as much as they could to give me the experience that I had wanted. So that really felt good.
0: You, Yeah, that I actually, as you we were talking about that, I was thinking like, oh, she's got a good team. And then I was thinking, <laughs> how did you process all of this? It was a huge experience, different than you had imagined as you were heading in how did postpartum unfold? What kind of support did you get?
1: Well, honestly, uh, it was the first week was terrifying. Um, I was, you know, in the hospital, the care was great. Um, but I was really scared. Uh, I felt, you know, so injured and I, I hadn't, you know, I had never experienced this before. So it all just felt new and scary. And, um, Noah had a lip tie and a tongue tie. So my nipples got severely injured. And I just felt so injured upon injured. And, uh, and then I was also so scared that he was going to die that I wasn't sleeping. And, uh, I just like couldn't take my eyes off of him. And I was just, I just kept thinking like nothing is worth him dying. Like, I was like, I'm just alone in this. Like, I have to just make sure he survives. And I'm like, my well being is like not important anymore. And, uh, I started like hallucinating at one point. I thought his eyes were bleeding and, uh, it was really, it was really tough. Um, And, uh, um, my husband and, uh, the, the ULA care team, uh, they were really helpful. They were, they really swooped in and were like, you need to see someone ASAP. Uh, we, you know, they were, they cared about my mental state, like more than anything. Um, and they set me up with a really good, uh, lactation consultant, IBCLC, for my body (laughs) and, um, and a really good mental health, like a postpartum, uh, mental health person to talk to. Um, and once I was able to get some sleep, which was tough to get to, but, um, I, I got there. It was like a night and day. Um, things felt so much better. And I would really say like within five days I was like, "Wow, I'm going to be okay, and he's going to be okay." It was, I, I just was uh, amazed at how resilient um, our bodies are and and our spirits are really, um, because I felt that those early days were just so dark, um, and getting the support that I needed was. I mean, it made all the difference. Like, I just don't know if I would have survived without the support, um, without the lactation consultant to help me figure out, uh, how to, you know, take care of my breasts and also like get on track with what I wanted to do, uh, with breastfeeding and like help me out there. Getting that figured out was, oh my God, that was so huge. And, um, and then just talking to someone and, uh, and feeling supported and through, you know, the, just the, the trauma really of not just the birth, but like the, the mental state I was in from what happened, uh, to my friend, it, it really turned everything around and much quicker than I thought it would. Uh, it was quite incredible how, how quickly I felt better when I was getting sleep. And when I had, And when I was really leaning on and utilizing the right support. Um, so I just can't stress enough how important it is to reach out and get help, get support because, you know, I had a difficult experience, but I think, you know, even if everything goes totally smoothly, it's, it's a massive experience. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to just shoulder it alone. Uh, and if things don't feel good, they can feel better. Like it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be this, if it, you know, if there is any feelings of, you know, darkness or chaos or like that, you know, that it's not okay. It's, it doesn't have to be that way.
0: Let's also put in, if you don't mind me interjecting, not to, and it's going to sound so easier said than done, trying to remove any shame or guilt around, I feel this, I shouldn't be feeling this. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps, and again, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm just thinking about how one may feel around the feelings that they're Mm -hmm. having.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's just... it is such a massive experience. I mean, that you go through for, you know, from pregnancy to birth to postpartum, it's, there's so much going on, uh, with your body emotionally, with your hormones, like, and then just taking on this whole new role and taking care of a person after you just did this massive thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with needing help. And I feel like I just can't imagine That anyone wouldn't need help. It's, it's, it's such a huge undertaking. And
0: did your team see, how did it come about that someone knew to get you help? Was it that your husband was just, or were you still in the hospital at that point or birth center? I'm guessing where, how did they know? All right, we need to take this a step Mm -hmm. further and recognize the tongue tie and the lip tie and your level of lack of Mm -hmm. sleep and and I guess I don't know if they called it psychosis because usually hallucination often relates to that. I don't. I'm not trying to diagnose, but I'm wondering or level of help that you needed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I had I shared with my midwife immediately when I got to the induction what had happened, Okay. Um, because I just knew that I would needed. I I knew that that was just going to be part of my birth experience, and I needed them to know. Right. And um and so they were really on top of it, like just from. They, they like all of Ula knew everyone, you know, cause then they changed shifts, but like every care provider, every midwife knew what had gone on. So I didn't have to re-explain it. And they were just really like, we need to, we need to make sure that this woman is okay because this is a really intense thing that happened. And, and then they also knew that like the labor and delivery was pretty intense. So they were ready like even bef- even before i even anything like went wrong or before i said or my husband said that that i was struggling they were like we're here for you uh we've got these resources um and with the with the tongue tie and the lip tie we didn't f- fully we didn't know until um i mean there were some lactation consultants at the hospital that thought he probably had that just because of what happened to my nipples um but we got uh we saw like a pediatric ENT the next week and uh and he confirmed it. Um and the uh one of the ULA midwives uh she came in and she was like, get uh just get like see one lactation consultant. Like she gave me this woman to see to come to my house and she was like, you know, Everyone at the hospital was really nice, but everyone kind of tells you something different. And it was like my head was spinning a little bit. She was like, go home, like see this one person and she's going to help you out. Just listen to her. And that was extremely helpful. Not feeling like I had to be like, Oh, wait, I need to do this. I need to do that. Like what's happening? What's happening? Uh, I just had my one person I was listening to and, and that made all the difference. How are you doing now? <laughs> um, well, I'm doing great now uh yeah, things are really good um you know, after that first week um i I felt like my body just healed so so incredibly um which was felt miraculous to me because initially. I was like, I'm going to have to call Peloton and tell them I'm never going to walk again. And like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I was just like, I don't know, you know, so much of it was just the unknown. Um, and now that I'm, you know, a little further away on the other side, I, I'm just like, wow, I, I really am okay. Um, my body was, is okay. Like I feel good. Um, and and that also makes me feel like, you know, all this all the things I did that I felt initially like failed me in the birth. I'm like, you know what? They actually really everything was working. And and I feel like being able to recover so well, like all the things that I did leading up to the birth were really worthwhile. Uh and now we, you know, I I'm totally like breastfeeding formula like how like it's all good um but we are now exclusively breastfeeding which feels like i can't even believe it's happening it kind of just happened like uh in the last couple weeks um and i'm like wow i can't believe and and i'm loving it like (laughs) which is just unbelievable because initially i mean it was so difficult uh I I was like, I can't wait for this child to start eating solid food because this
0: is <laughs> ten weeks has got a little bit to go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean there were days where I had just had a mantra that was my worth as a person and a mother is more than breastfeeding. Oh, like I had to just keep saying that to myself because oh my gosh, it was so hard and I felt like it was all, I mean, in those early weeks, it's kind of like all you're doing is feeding your baby. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I'm more than this. I had really just had to keep telling myself that. Um. And yeah, I just feel really lucky now that that it's working out. And I know it could all change. And you know, when I go back to work, things will probably be a bit different. But but I'm just really cherishing it now and loving it. Uh And it just feels it feels really good. I'm starting to really enjoy things now. Um, you know, initially I had, you know, a feeling of, of love, of course, but more so I had a feeling of anxiety, uh, and like protectiveness. And now, um, now the love is just unfolding and like, I'm just really enjoying my baby. And I feel like we're getting to know each other and, it's just a joy. Like I trust myself and I trust my baby. Uh, and we're just having a really good time now.
0: I'm so happy (laughs) to hear that. I really, really am. So I'm curious, have you, gotten back on the mat? How's your, how are you feeling? What's your practice like? I'm guessing. And and I say that with the deepest love that recognizing mm-hmm. our bodies and that you hear me say this in posting all of the time. It's a different experience and oh poses gosh. that we've done <laughs> thousands of times. Our body's like, hi, let's, let's greet this pose again. Let's meet it for the first yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I, um, I was really, uh, like, not in a rush to get back to anything because I felt like this was a huge experience and I just wanted to, like, honor that. Um, But physically, like, I... uh, My... Ula's given me... Gave me the go-ahead and uh, I just started seeing a pelvic floor PT. Yay! Yeah, which is... I mean, if I could just give that a plug, like, wow. It's... And even though I had a C-section, it's so it's so important. Um, Just getting, uh, for me, I do, (laughs) I do have a tight pelvic floor, which I always suspected. Um, But everything's like, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm in good shape, but I, I do have a a lot of like, we tried to do some scar massage and I, I couldn't do it. Um, Like that whole area. I was like, oh wow, I've actually disassociated from this. And, uh, and I need to kind of get back get, get, you know, reintegrate that part of my body. Uh, so I have a little bit, um, gone back on the mat and yeah, everything feels, you know, it feels both like, like a whole new experience in a whole new body, but also like an old friend kind yeah, of, if that makes sense, like, like just to, yeah, another layer of person, on top of the other person that I <laughs> that I was. Do you uh,
0: remember t- in postnatal teacher training, I told the story of Anana. Do you remember that story? Yeah. And that as soon as you said that, that popped into my head. It's like we take the journey in, we take the journey out, mm-hmm. and while we're the same person, we're a very different, changed person at the same time.
1: Yes. Just it's it's really incredible. I mean. It's amazing that so many people do this, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, do you, do people know like what a big deal this is? <laughs> it
0: is like in the birthing from within it's the deal. world, they actually call birth an ordeal. Not like it's a bad ordeal, but it is, it is or- an upheaval. It,
1: yes. It is an ordeal. And you're just not the same after. No, you're really not like body, mind, s- soul. Everything is just completely transformed. And, uh, You know, it's so, it's so interesting that the postpartum period isn't given more weight and respect because it's so, it's so massive. Like, I mean, to me, it feels more intense than the pregnancy. And I'm sure for everyone, it's different, but it's just, uh, like getting to know yourself as this new person in this new role with this new body and a whole, you know, being that you've created is, yeah, I mean, on the mat now, Noah is like part of that experience. So that's a whole new thing too. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get to the second side or maybe I'll just remember to do it like in a few hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember after the birth of my son, it was a home birth. So it's home for a while that Mm -hmm. I remember stepping outside the building for the first time. And it was probably like a week that I hadn't been outside. And I literally walked out on 72nd street and busy street. And in my brain, I would be like, does anyone know what I just did? This is huge. And like, I was this, you know, to everyone else was probably just like this, you know, greasy woman, but I probably (laughs) washed my hair. But at the same time, to me, I felt like, I had just done this massive thing and no one uh, knew. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like climbing so... a mountain. Yeah.
0: So we're yeah. going to take I'm... another. Oh, sorry. What were you say?
1: Oh, no. I was just going to say like, I had people reach out to me um, after, you know, friends and family and, and be like, how are you? How's everything? And I, and I, and in those early days I was like, I'm good, you know, but it's, it's been really tough. And they were like, oh, Why? And I'm like, you really don't know me. have no idea.
0: Because <laughs> I just created a person and gave birth to it. <laughs> We're going to take another break. When we come back, what is one tip or piece of advice you'd like to offer new and expectant parents? We'll be right back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? All right. We are back. So you've had a pretty intense experience and Mm -hmm. it feels like you've really come on the other side of that, which is wonderful. So from all of this, what is one tip or piece of advice you'd like to offer new or expectant parents?
1: The, uh, the people you choose to support you through this experience make all the difference. Oh, that's Uh, so true. Yeah. Truly, pregnancy, birth, postpartum are unpredictable and intense. And what you can control is who is going to be there to help you through it. And it just makes all the difference. I mean, as difficult as, you know, a lot of my experience was, it you know it it wasn't traumatizing I mean it was difficult, but I felt supported the whole way through uh and I think that that is a huge part of why I've been able to feel feel good so quickly, really, at which you know you know everything and everybody takes different amounts of time and like, there's no right or wrong, but, but I truly feel like I choosing my care team that I felt so aligned with, um, it, it made all the difference. Like, I can't stress it enough. They just, I trusted them and they came through and, you know, having, having the doula and seeking help when I needed it in postpartum, it just made all the difference for me. And I hope that anyone listening to this will really, um, you know, value yourself and your experience enough to, to get the team that feels right to you. Don't be afraid to change. I, I switched care providers like halfway through. Um, and don't be afraid to get help if you need it. It's, it's there. There are people who just want to help, uh, and who do this work and it's their calling and it's, they're, they're there.
0: Oh, I love that because you were so right. Because with the team that you had, that you were able to trust, I mm-hmm. guess there's a sense of because you trusted them, you knew they had your back. And if it was a situation where you didn't trust them as you said, it could it was difficult, but it wasn't traumatizing, yeah, for another situation, it could have been traumatizing if you yeah. didn't feel that they really had your best not that the another team wouldn't have your best interest, but there was a level of trust that you could hand not hand the experience over, but really know that they were there to support you, and even when things got difficult, they were there to support you. so I think there that's huge that it could be difficult without traumatizing,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my, that's my best advice is get that care team Absolutely. that is good to you. Where can people find you? Um, uh, they can find me on Peloton, not, not, I mean, not all, my classes are there. <laughs> all my classes are there and there are, you know, they're dropping new releases. So funny. I get messages from people all the time. Whenever they drop a new class, they're like, are you back? And I'm like, just listen, this is, this is not like, no. And like, if you think this is what I look like right now. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you could find me on Peloton and, um, and also on Instagram, just at Anna Greenberg. Uh, I'm there.
0: Well, it was such a joy to speak with you. And I also just want to thank you for opening up because I know, I know it was difficult and I know that we had even communicated, like, are you mm-hmm. ready to open and share. So thank you for doing that because I think it's, you know, a lot of people have a difficult experience Mm -hmm. and to hear someone that's gotten to the other side, that might be the lifeline someone needs to be like, I do need help. And so thank you.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for creating this safe space.
0: This has been an episode of yoga birth babies produced by prenatal yoga center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.